All right, hello everyone. Welcome to the Evolution of Weddings podcast. Um, podcast helping couples planning a wedding uh, across Yorkshire and the Northeast. Uh, each episode we're featuring a different guest and a topic. Um, if you do have any questions or topics you want to kind of uh, let us know about or get us to actually feature on the show, just email podcast at evolutionimages.co.uk. So I'm your host, Scott. I'm the owner of Evolution Images. We're a wedding photography company based in Middlesbrough. Um, and today we're going to be talking all about venues. So we're at Acklam Hall. They very kindly agreed to come on. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about that and venues in general and plenty of tips and advice if you do actually, uh, if you are looking at planning your wedding. Venues are probably one of the biggest things, one of the first things you book. So we're going to hopefully answer all your questions on that today. So today I'm going to get my guest to introduce herself in a second um, and then we'll kind of crack on with everything. Any, like I say, any questions, let us know. Um, and you can find out more information about us over at evolutionimages.co.uk. Um, on the podcast tab, you'll see bits about the show, all the notes and everything on there, and you better download and kind of listen to the show as well, as well as on iTunes, SoundCloud, and basically any way you listen to your podcasts. Cool. So, uh, wait a sec, I've got a cool little sound effect. Let's see if it works. Hey, professional here. Professional. So, do you want to introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself, your role here, and about the hall. Yeah, of course. So, my name's Carla Whittingham. Um, I am the head of events and marketing here at Acklam Hall. Um, I've been on board since February two thousand sixteen. Um, oh no, January two thousand sixteen. Sorry, we opened in February two thousand sixteen. Um, so, I first started at the hall and um, was assisting wedding and events manager Kelly Mania, who was previously at Rockcliffe Hall and Wynyard Hall um, and a few other venues as well um, and basically shadowed Kelly for a full year, soaked up as much of her wedding and events knowledge as possible because there's so much of it um, and have basically it's been a big whirlwind all the way through to today. We've had a huge number of weddings, we've had 27 weddings this year um, in total that'll take us all the way up to December and a number last year as well so um, it's been really busy um, but it was it was a fantastic opening last February. Um, after quite a long extensive restoration period. So just to talk a little bit about Acklam Hall, about the history. Um, so it was actually built in the 1600s, 1683 it was completed by William Hustler and it was home to the Hustler family for about 200 years. Um, there was alterations made, lots of additions and changes made in 1912 to make it look how it looks um, today from the outside. Um, and it was actually then a school in about 1935, so short, very shortly after. Um, so it changed names quite a few times and guises, and it was eventually Middlesbrough College. Um, then in about 2008, it was purchased, and up until 2016, the restoration took place to make it look exactly as it does today. It's beautiful inside and out. Um, all the garden and terrace areas outside, all the land, the avenue of trees is still intact, and it's all very beautiful and inside as well. It's gorgeous interiors, lots of luscious fabrics and modern designs and furniture. So it's really quirky. It's, you've got the kind of historical, lovely, beautiful architecture matched with really quirky, quite modern, updated um, furniture and fabrics inside so we love it it's really it's really popular with um, a lot of couples locally who come to see us because it's very neutral inside our main um, areas for the weddings are very neutral greys whites so they can bring in any colours that they like and decorate so it's it's been restored beautifully um, it's privately owned by a gentleman called Neil Whittingham um, so he's actually mainly mainly does medical 
properties and developments, but this was a little bit of a sidestep for him doing a uh, wedding events and uh, restaurant venue. So it's, yeah, cool. it's very different. Um, so yeah, not, but not only do we do weddings, events, rest, we've got a busy restaurant, we serve breakfast, lunch, afternoon tea, evening meals, but we've also got service offices as well. So we've got a number of service offices on site, but we've also got virtual offices that we answer their calls and post and things like that as well. Um, yeah. Cool, very good. Yeah. Good, not rehearsed at all that now. <laughs> good, I had no idea really about, I knew uh, obviously you sort of not long been doing weddings kind of thing, but yeah. I didn't know about the history, so that's cool. Yeah, good. So um, I'm going to go into like general wedding chat and stuff then really, like probably my favourite part of the podcast, we can <laughs> just kind of whittle on a little bit about weddings. So I've got um, like a couple of stories I'll kind of share, and then yeah. if you've got anything, you know, if you can think of any recent weddings kind of thing, then just, just let us know. Um, so one of the things I was going to say, and I, I wrote a couple of things down, and then I think two weeks ago now maybe, yeah, two or three weeks ago I had a wedding, and... Um, it was like an Irish Catholic wedding, so there was quite there was a lot of them. I think there was over two hundred guests anyway. The church was like was packed, and um, so we went back and the meal side and the wedding coordinator kind of said to me, "All right, look, there's a it's five course meal, so it's going to take quite a while anyway." I was like, "That's fine, you know, no no worries." And um, they had a singer during the meal, so I thought, like, obviously, I've seen this plenty. You know, people have like violin and harps or whatever, or a singer. They had a singer during the meal, and they. Um, so I thought, all right, yeah, no, you know, no worries, that'd be good, I'll get some pictures of that. And the, the singer pulled me aside before he started and he kind of said, oh, look, it'd be worth, like, you know, I try and interact with the crowd a little bit and I'll try and get people up to, to sing and all that. So I thought, right, yeah, that, that'd be great. So I sort of, you know, I waited around, obviously, until he started. And then he started and, um, and straight away, he's quite upbeat. It's just it's one guy, I can't remember his name, I'll find it and put it in the notes because he was great. Um, it's just one guy and he just had a microphone he kind of walked around so he started singing and thought oh, it's really good this and then he kind of got everyone going and next thing was like everyone was on the chairs like that like dancing and singing <laughs> this was like during a meal after you know this is like something that might be at the end of the night but during the meal uh, so the bride and groom were up and everyone's up and he was getting people singing and people were, like dancing on the chairs and it was like absolutely absolutely crazy so they'll be edited probably hopefully get the blog out like next week or the week after um, she better see him, but yeah, it was just it was first time I think I've ever had during the meal like people yeah. actually like stood up and like dancing and it it's was it was crazy. But yeah, it was great. About. Yeah, yeah, they were just um, yeah. it was great wedding. Like they yeah, I loved the couple and obviously all the family and friends were mint and stuff. But, but yeah, it was just I've never sort of seen it. it took, I mean, it did take I think uh, four hours or something for <laughs> to get through the meal because obviously they're trying to serve five courses and the staff were kind of trying to wiggle through everyone. Yeah, everyone stood on yeah, the chairs. I mean, he sang for a nap, well over an hour anyway. Wow, so no, it's, it's a good way. We've seen it here before. It's a good way of kind of bringing the party a little bit earlier on into the day, isn't it? Yeah, and I think it was good. I mean, obviously, I had a bit of a break while I changed the room around, but then went, like I said, they went back in and, you know, in the evening, it was straight away, like, they had a saxophone player and a DJ and stuff, and they were, like, yeah, straight on there, and which is always, yeah. was always good. So I thought that was, that just, like, you know, stood out a little bit for me uh, from a recent wedding. So, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, you got anything you've kind of seen yeah. here anything stands out yeah recently but um actually just a couple of weeks ago um one of the bride's father um not one of the bride's father the bride's father had um was part of a brass band so he got the band to come along and they were all out on the garden terrace and it was just fantastic because we actually got a call from one of the local residents the day afterwards trying to get the name for it because even they were sat hanging out the window enjoying it so it was just that was a really good way to break that kind of gap between the wedding breakfast and the evening reception obviously where we want to get the room turned around but 
it's a great thing to kind of provide a little bit of entertainment for that for that bit of time. Um, so I guess we're enjoying like tea and coffee with a big brass band going on in the background. So that was pretty um, spectacular as well. That's cool. Yeah, um, it's always it's always good like to have yeah full uh, full bands and that. I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's cool. Good, good. Um, have you seen any, noticed anything this year, like new trends or anything happening? Or yeah, um, we've seen loads of just every wedding is just so different, and you kind of see like little trends coming up. And mainly for me, the things I've noticed is all the little personal touches that are getting like there's a lot of work that's going into them and I think it makes it so much more special because obviously it's a big day um, for the for the couple. It's a huge day. It's biggest day of their lives and they're getting all the family and fr- friends there to celebrate um, and to kind of add those personal touches in. There was a, a bride and groom recently who, um, instead of place cards, that they, they, it must have been painstaking. They got photographs of every single guest that were coming to the wedding and they, they printed them like Polaroid style and put them in these little corks around the table instead of place cards. That's cool. But it was really interesting seeing who they could and couldn't poke fun out of. Yeah. <laughs> like hunting those terrible old Facebook pictures we've all got. <laughs> so they, they dug deep, I think, and uh, pulled out some golden oldies of some people. But that was really cool to see. Yeah. Seeing some little, little touches like that and just trying to make it all personal rather than... It, it, yeah, just not as generic. It's, it's all... I think there's a lot of people doing a lot of work themselves and it, it is lovely to see because um, it's it's makes it into like this much more of a bigger event so yeah, yeah that's cool yeah i think i had one uh i think i put picked up recently again on my instagram actually and they they had they say um the sort of table plan board and all they'd done is they'd put like a peg with a little name card so like your name and then there was a pot like say a polaroid camera or a couple i think on the table next to it so basically what you came in took you like took a selfie and then just swapped your name with oh, that picture so the sort of fantastic. table plan was yeah it was like that yeah. so it was quite cool i thought oh, and brilliant. they um so yeah i think yeah definitely diy things seem to be a bit more I don't know whether, whether it's like, I know Pinterest's been around ages now, but whether it's things like Pinterest, people get more ideas, maybe they think, obviously, yeah, I suppose yeah. it saves a little bit of money, kind of what it can do, but it also gives that personal touch, so that's kind of the, I think it yeah. makes it more you, I guess, doesn't it? Yeah. So, that's cool. But equally, there's people there as well, that people, like, because I know some people come in and they just think, I'm not crafty, I'm not, <laughs> I, can't, I don't have all that time to spend, so we've, we've, we also know people that come in and they get someone someone to come in and completely decorate and sort out the entire thing, which is equally as fantastic as yeah, well. Yeah, there's some good venue dresses pressure like around, yeah. off. Well, even things, like all the stationery yeah. as well, so yeah. I think it depends what kind of person you are and what, what you'd prefer to do, doesn't it? Yeah, that's cool. So, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, um, we'll do so. Our main topic, obviously, today is venues. That we're, you know, trying to obviously offer some sort of advice. I think maybe as you start planning your wedding, you get into it, you kind of start, you know, you pick up a bit of pace. But the first, like, you know, you first kind of start, I guess, venues. Well, I, I generally find anyway, it's probably the first thing people book, really, or at least yeah. you've got a pretty good idea about it. Um, I suppose like you kind of need to know where you're getting married. I suppose before you can kind of book most other things. Yeah. So I think obviously it can make a big difference today where you know where you're getting married. At. Um, so I guess people do pick it first. It's probably one of the most important important ones, I guess. Um, so I thought we'd just start with yeah, sort of talk about choosing the venue a little bit, um, and I suppose size and the considerations are kind of one of the, the main things. I suppose you know it's all right. People saying, oh well. We want to get married at you know at such and such a place, but then oh we've got two hundred guests, if so they can only fit fifty in, and it kind of yeah. I suppose it depends. You know, there's a few considerations, I guess. 
Um, so I mean, so first off, choosing the venue. I guess what um, what kind of advice do you have on that? Do you think um, it's? I mean, apart from like the obvious kind of Google, Google, yeah. I guess. And mm. I mean, most people. Well, I say most. A lot, I suppose, do get married near where they live. Maybe they know yeah. places. We um, we would generally say to make a list of what's the most important things. So it says take like the five, six, seven top things. What are the most important here? And kind of have that in your head when you go to the venues. Um, I mean, it's your big day. You you hope only to do it once, um, and you need you need to be able to go to somewhere and take that list. And if it fits, if it checks all the boxes, fantastic. But equally, we've known couples to kind of go somewhere with this list in their head, but fall in love with, fall like say fall in love with the hall, and it's not ticked all the boxes, but they're happy to make a compromise because they love because they love it so much. So it's just a case of finding that. Um, that, that place that ticks all the boxes for you and that's that's kind of right for what you're looking for. Um, and there, there is just an absolute enormity of things to take into consideration, like the, like the capacity, um, the location. It's usually a huge one for couples because of all the guests and expenses and getting travel and like things like that. So, um, yeah, it's a, there's, a big, there's a big list of things to take into consideration, but we would just say, kind of pick out what are the most important to you and then come along and just quiz us about it and we'll, we'll try our very best to make it, accommodate the whole to what you're looking for. Yeah, I yeah. remember the first time I came here and I was like, obviously I'd seen, you know, I looked on maps and I was like, I moved, obviously moved up to Middlesbrough, so I lived close to the hall. I'd never been. I sort of came and I thought, it was, it was so, it's really close to like, you know, where I live, it's quite like, there's obviously quite a lot of houses here where, you know, it's really close to middle of the town centre yeah. and then you kind of drive down, it's like, oh, it's like a country yeah. house or it's like a grand place. It's like a hidden place, gem. But then yeah, it's in, tucked away. Yeah. Tucked away, some, but so close. Yeah, so I suppose it does make it a little bit easier for transport-wise for oh, yeah, you guys because, I mean, it's... Absolutely. Some places are amazing and you, then you're like, it's great, but you're going to have to get a coach for your guests or you're going to have to do something because it's so far out and then yeah. there's no real options to stay around the area because maybe it's limited and you, you kind of... Um, you're kind of a bit more limited there, at least here. You really, I mean, taxis, yeah. buses, trains, no issues even Durham, Tees Valley Airport, like yeah. everything's pretty much just done. So from where That's we cool. are. So yeah, so on size then. So I suppose you know a lot of people. Obviously, it's still still quite common, I guess, is people will have a ceremony maybe with like a smaller group, a closer kind of friends, family who they obviously want for the ceremony, and then invite more of their yeah. maybe work colleagues and things later on. Um, some people obviously do just have the same amount all day. Um, I don't really know what my preference is in terms of that. I guess it's, you know, for group photos and stuff, the more that kind of that can maybe become more of not a hassle really, but can become a bit trickier. But apart from that, maybe it's nice to have everyone there all day. But I mean, size is kind of budget an issue. Yeah, and budget, I suppose. In for, that. Yeah, yeah usually I suppose the, the guests are there for the ceremony, then yeah. stay for there for the, the wedding breakfast kind of meal, aren't they? And then yeah. the evening guests come. And come a little bit later yeah. on, generally. Yeah, just about what I mean, in terms of um, like venue for that kind of point we've got a number of different rooms so if you are a smaller party if you do have a smaller party we've got smaller rooms that we can have the ceremonies in um which is quite nice as well to make use of all the different rooms that we've got at the hall so we've got a room that can actually hold a ceremony of up to 20 people it's really nice and That's intimate cool, yeah. it's called the boudoir we've got a room that can hold up to 40 for a ceremony and then a room that can hold all the way up to 120 so no matter yeah. kind of the party size we've got a room and it's, they're all they're all beautiful. It's yeah. lovely to kind of be able That's to cool. accommodate the different sizes. Yeah. So 120 for the ceremony is kind of generally our yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of the max there really. That's cool. Um, 
license rules. So I'm going to touch on it slightly. Um, I'm hoping that in future episodes we're kind of going to get a um, registrar and or celebrant and that kind of thing and talk a bit more about that. But and obviously you guys have a wedding license, but can you sort of... Do you have any sort of brief idea on that? Because I know some people are like, oh, we'd love to get married in this field here yeah. or this kind of thing. And like, obviously the actual legalities are slightly yeah. different, I suppose. So our licence currently is for three rooms, the three rooms that I just mentioned. Um, we would absolutely love to, at some point, have um, be licensed for ceremonies outside, but mm-hmm. um, it's not something that we've started kind of exploring yet. Yeah, it's um, possibilities. So, yeah, yeah the, cool. at the moment, it's the three rooms that we've got. So they're the kind of three only areas that you can get married within the, within the hall. Yeah. Um, in terms of timings, um, people will come to us and say we want an evening wedding, we want to get married on the evening, but that enti- we're happy to do kind of anything like that, but it's just whatever the registrar can do, because I think their times are quite a little bit more restricted. Yeah, I feel like you... I, I, I'm trying to think now whether I've ever... I think the latest I've ever had a ceremony is 5 o'clock. Yeah. I don't think I've done one later, but I know... Um, I don't think it had out there was of a venue in York, yeah, that started, they, 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 they did it up and they started doing weddings and I think they they will do them up to seven o'clock now, I think they've said. Ah. So I don't know if the York and again Depends. for Millsborough, so yeah, I suppose it's just Depends more. on the demand. Yeah, so I guess it's, the advice there is like, you know, once you find your venue, just then you kind of got to look at, obviously if you, if you get married at church, it's different with the vicars and stuff, but for, certainly for, yeah, for any venue where the registrars, basically, for anyone who doesn't know, yeah, the registrars will come from the local, like yeah. to the middle of the council aren't they, or whatever, and they'll come and... I suppose it's whatever time slots they have available then, I suppose. So if you book early, you're probably all right for your 12, 1 o'clock, so maybe more popular times, but then otherwise you kind of end up with later. And some people like getting married later, I guess, and it, sometimes it yeah. can be great, can't it? So yeah. it kind of depends on... It depends on what you want to do. Yeah. It depends on what you, what you want to fit in for the rest of the day, really. Yeah, what um, time you want to get up, maybe. <laughs> yeah, you want to be a 6 a.m. riser. Yeah, cool. Um... So the other thing I was saying was get, yeah, getting ready at the venue. I mean, obviously, hotels and that are kind of obvious, I suppose. If you stay in the room, you can get ready in there. Yeah. Do, you, do you guys, like, have... Do you, can you get... Could, like, bride get ready yeah, here? Can absolutely. you have makeup or... So at the moment, we've only got one bridal suite. So mm-hmm. it's worked on a bit of a first-come, first-served basis. So say if we've got a bride and groom staying overnight on the Friday, we unfortunately can't let that room out yeah, for a course, bride to get yeah. ready in access is usually about midday so but if um a bride comes along and there's nobody booked in the day before then absolutely she can get ready at the hall uh, he or she can get ready at the hall yeah. um and yeah the, but from kind of early morning have breakfast in the room the bridal suite's got an adjoining lounge area which is fantastic yeah, for cool. the masses of bridal parties and shoes and bags and all sorts of clutter that mm, you photographers chaos hate there, yeah. in the background of your pictures yeah. so it's ideal to keep all the junk in one room and um, keep the actual suite lovely for your photographs and then have your breakfast and things like that so yeah it works really well yeah that's cool yeah I think um, I'm in two minds sometimes to that you know like people that are oh, we're getting ready at home and then we're going I think that sometimes it's so nice to be like if it might be like the family home or like say oh it's where the couple lives so they've got all like a lot of personal things in there a lot of trinket and sometimes you know there's loads of nice things in there yeah. especially things about the Wednesday as well like the right on the calendar obviously or they'll have like signs that count down yeah. and so so something's really nice and you can get obviously sometimes you can usually venture out a little bit more I suppose whereas sometimes yeah if you're in a hotel especially if like bride and groom both get ready there like I might take the dress for example and hang it up somewhere even outside if we can you know so then yeah. get a really nice dress shot but then obviously in a hotel sometimes you kind of like or if the groom or family are cutting around you don't want them to see the dress and so then you kind of got to do it in the room so sometimes nice but then you've got the the kind of like okay I want to get the bride obviously a shot with her getting ready maybe she's got like a nice car or something I mean we had one recently with the horse and car and she wanted obviously pictures of her and her dad with that so I was like what well, 
absolutely fine. Yeah. Obviously, inevitably, she was running a little bit late. <laughs> so <laughs> we kind of got to get this picture. Yeah. And I'm like, well, we've got to now drive, you know, get to the church before her. And obviously, luckily, the horse and cart fairly slow and it was close. We, we kind of, so me and my assistant are there trying to, you know, driving, <laughs> trying to like, obviously not, you know, speeding, but getting there and then we've got to get parked and all the guests are already there so it's already you know it's really busy Rushing. especially if it's like a church on you know without parking really and so yeah. that, then the stressing well, I've got to be there before the bride and so sometimes yeah. if we're already at the venue it's kind of that makes it's for tips. me it's yeah. kind of a little bit at least I don't have to worry about that yeah but, um it works nicely especially if it's for the larger ceremonies the um, the bridal suite and the lounge the like the queen's room lounge actually attaches straight onto the drawing room so you can literally walk straight out your bedroom oh, great. Yeah, where so you've that, got ready yeah, into the ceremony good. so your hair's not getting blown away and yeah it's it's a lovely it's a lovely setup it works really well yeah. so i think particularly for the photographers you can just walk from one room to the other yeah that's perfect yeah that's cool um, so you mentioned that suite so if that's free then the bride and groom they can stay there on the night can yeah, they? yeah yeah absolutely and they get breakfast cool. the next day and they can have that either in the bedroom or in the restaurant as well so it's quite nice they can invite family back and have one of our private dining rooms and have a big family breakfast the yeah, next morning so that's cool that's nice yeah it's lovely cool um yeah so we touched on it there anyway I was saying about getting married at the venues versus separate locations so I suppose um You'll have seen it, like, obviously people get the ceremony here and then straight into reception here. And I suppose some people will go and get married, like, at the church or something yeah. and then come in for the reception. Um, again, I think sometimes it's nice having the separate locations. Like, I, again, the same problems for photography, I suppose, of the, like, you kind of rush and get one place to another and, and, all, and that kind of stuff. But, um, but it can be nice. But what, what's your thoughts, like, on, on kind of doing it both ways and the pros and cons? Or? Um, I mean... The start with the pros. Um, for us, we've got all the guests in one place all day. Um, yeah. We actually feel like we're going to get to know them a little bit better when they're here for a bit longer. And yeah, we do sure. kind of, all of our staff, um, <laughs> they do have a good relationship with guests on the day and you kind of get to know them. And by the end of the night when they're leaving on the, they've been on the dance floor and they're leaving and feel like we're all, it's, it's, it, there's a really nice atmosphere between the staff and the guests. So that's great. Um, and yeah, just having, having, a room that gets known for its ceremonies and the pros for the, for the guests and for the um, couple, the rooms are so spectacular and we do get a lot of past students coming in as well that used to go to the hall when it was a school. Um, so for them, getting married in what used to be like their geography room is brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> and they never thought cool. it was going to happen like that. We had So that's, that's a massive pro. But in terms of cons for us, it is a lot in terms of setup because... Um, particularly if it's up in the drawing room, there is a lot of turning around to do, but we've got a really, really strong team and we can get that turned around in a ridiculous time frame. Yeah, it's, it's mad, we usually find, I suppose, we do like, yeah. you, you, you know, any group photos and family photos and you'll get, yeah. obviously it gives time for the bride because obviously the bride won't really seen anyone in the day apart from the bridesmaids stuff earlier, maybe yeah. your parents, she walks in, gets married, they, you know, and then it's like, that's their time to kind of get to see the guests a bit, I suppose. Yeah, and, and they don't and spend too much of it travelling then. So they're, they're literally straight downstairs, straight outside in the terrace area if it's nice, photographs that's a really nice time for them um but yeah, yeah. it's just we're behind the scenes running around yeah just like quickly <laughs> rapidly changing rooms after yeah. going breakfast up. cool yeah so we've obviously touched on it there i guess the timelines end for the day so what like i've got obviously a few a few thoughts on it but like do you want to talk us through like the kind of rough the timeline here then yeah. you know, it's probably going to be similar to a lot of venues and different as well but yeah. you know give brides and grooms i guess an idea or you yeah know, i mean idea of the day. obviously um every kind of, every bride and groom are different and every every couple want different things and want different times and having i mean 
there's obviously kind of like quite a traditional way of having a wedding, but no, not everybody wants to go down that route. So this is kind of basically what we would timeline as our most popular style of wedding. But there are obviously multiple different options of what couples can do. Uh, but firstly, it's really important that there's only one wedding at the holiday. So we never take on any more. So all of our focus is entirely on that couple and their guests on that That's one good. day. Yeah, so, it doesn't so, matter, so no matter what time they get married, yeah. you'll only have the one, yeah. That's yeah, good. absolutely. We'd never, we'd never book two in. And so it's, it's kind of exclusively yours on the day of a wedding. The restaurant is still open. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, let's start first thing in the morning. Um, bride or one of the grooms or because we've had grooms get ready here before um so yeah can arrive start getting ready in the bridal suite order breakfast have the full bridal party in the kind of lounge bridal suite as we were saying before um just have a really nice relaxing morning um really nice atmosphere just quite chilled out music on and yeah just enjoying enjoying getting ready um drink a Prosecco, drink a champagne, that kind of thing. So yeah, getting ready. Um, obviously then kind of behind the scenes, we're finishing off setups. We've been in touch with all the suppliers beforehand. We try and ring them about a week in advance just to check what times and everything like that. So behind the scenes, That's we're cool. all kind of doing the little bits like that. Um, and then depend. So let's let's say the, the um, couple are getting married here. So guests are starting to arrive at, let's say, 12 o'clock. Um, guests starting to arrive 12 o'clock for a half 12 ceremony they're being welcomed by a member of staff they're getting taken upstairs into the lounge area getting shown the drawing room the groom will generally already be there hopefully a little bit earlier than the guests yeah, and his ushers yeah hopefully if he's, if he's not running late um I'll just leave that to the bride um so yeah the um the Guests are just kind of in, maybe get a few drinks beforehand, depending mm -hmm. on what time the ceremony is, um, and then start being seated for the ceremony. And then we're liaising with the um, we're, we're liaising with not only the bride getting ready, but then also the registrar when they arrive. They generally like to the bride and groom um, or the couples separately and have a chat with them um, in private rooms. So we help them sort that out. Um, and yeah, so then once once that's all been done and the registrar's back in the room everybody's in we check with the groom if everybody's here make sure we're not missing anybody make sure we're not nobody's going to be driving in or walking in behind the bride mm -hmm. um and then we just go double check bride's ready bridesmaids are in position flower girls and we've got a room right next door that we line them up in so that everybody knows and what order the walking we're looking after the music so we're giving the go ahead by the registrar music comes on and then the bride and the bridal party enter the room have a lovely ceremony. It generally lasts about half an hour, but it depends on if you're having readings and things like that. Um, so yeah, we've had the ceremony, so either in the drawing room if it's upstairs or if it's a smaller one in the parlour. Um, so about half an hour, 45 minutes, and then we're ready for you to come down for your drink reception, and, um, which is usually downstairs in the parlour or the boudoir, um, obviously depending on where the ceremony is. But um, drink reception, then there's things like canopies, um, have like little platters and things like that. So there's loads of different options of what you can do for your drink reception. Um, so if you're wanting quite a long drink reception, we would kind of recommend doing food as well, um, just because the guests can get quite hungry. It's quite a long day for them. Um, so some gorgeous kind of hazy, like mini Yorkshire puddings of beef and horseradish. Um, Sounds good, yeah. And live music as well is always a really good touch. Magicians, there's some fantastic magicians locally in mm. this area as well um, that we, we like to recommend. So things like that that will break the ice with guests. Um, and just get people chatting, get people relaxed. We've got garden games as well, so if it's a nice day, we'll put croquet and 
giant Jenga and things like that outside as well for guests to enjoy. Yeah. They're always good for photosing that as well. I think it gets yeah. more for the candids. Guests are obviously laughing at like magicians. It's always like yeah. good shots and like say garden games, that kind of thing kind of adds... I think it always adds a little something yeah, to the day, which is good. absolutely. So then during this time, um, you'll obviously have your staff that are serving the canapes and the drinks, but we'll also be running around getting the room set up ready for the um, wedding breakfast. So once your um, drink reception's done, it's usually about, we recommend about an hour and a half for four depending on what we always ask them during their planning meetings if they've spoken to the photographer mm-hmm. what does the photographer suggest what do they when do you want to do group photos how many group photos are you having are you having any at all um so that's all taken into consideration when we're planning all these yeah. timings out um so then once you're ready to head back upstairs there's also an option to have a receiving line as well which is another element to add in time wise if you've got a lot of guests it can add quite a bit of time on but it's a lovely way to say hello to all your guests and get around seeing all the aunties and uncles and grandmas and granddads without getting into trouble for not saying hello to anybody on the day and it also I don't know if it can also be quite a nice photo opportunity as well lots of hugs and kisses and smiles and laughing Um, so they're straight into the room and then we hold the bride and groom back and we like to to use our master ceremonies um, to announce announce them into the room as well Um, get everybody stood up clapping and welcome them in can even play a song and there's this particular song they'd like to walk into the room Um, and then there's quite an interesting point where I always like to find it interesting whether brides and groom couples have their speeches before or after their meal. It's becoming really, really popular, I found, to have it first. And I think it's because everyone gets really nervous and they don't want to sit through a three-course meal or like, sit with the stomach in knots. Yeah, you, uh, yeah. to be fair, I, I was trying to think, when I was speaking to couples recently, and uh, you know, I was asking them if some of them haven't thought about it straight away, you know, that early on, but it's kind of like... Yeah, they're not sure, and I sort of said, well, I think, like I said, it used to be more of a traditional thing to have it afterwards, afterwards I guess, yeah. but then that used to be the way, but then, like you say, yeah, then the groom's set, it's, it's more time drinking, I guess, as well, which it's can be, yeah, it can it's be bad. dangerous for, for the best man. Um, but yeah, like I say, I suppose then he's thinking, well, I've got to sit through, yeah, a three-course meal now, and he's still thinking about it, especially if yeah. you're a nervous speaker, like a lot of people are. Um, so yeah, sometimes they're like, let's just get it, you know, get it yeah. out of the way, which is... Which yeah, is and yeah, it works well either way, um, but we just ask that you kind of give us a rough estimate of how long and if someone's going to go on a bit. <laughs> yeah, it's um, funny, sometimes they don't, obviously don't 100% know, they're like, oh, it'll probably be, you know, half an hour, and then I've seen, like, say, and they've said, it'll be about 30 minutes, and then it's been like an hour and a half, and yeah. like, that's kind of a, it's yeah. a bit stressful then with everything going on, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just be realistic about yeah. it, yeah. But um, no, we've also got a big PA system in the room as well. So for people with the not so loud voices, we've got like a lovely microphone and yeah. system, and we that's make, good. Yeah, it's a bit easier for everyone to gives do, them something it? to yeah. do with the hands as well, so they're mm. not like awkwardly hold, clinching a bit of paper. Um, and then, so once the speeches are over, straight into the wedding breakfast. Um, generally three courses and then tea and coffee which can either be served to the tables or what's becoming like a really nice way to do it is serve it in the lounge downstairs the tea and coffee afterwards so when we turn the room around after the wedding breakfast before the evening guests arrive and get the dance floor in um, it's quite nice to go sit and enjoy some tea and coffee down in the lounges that we've got downstairs um, and maybe if the weather's still good head back outside and enjoy some more games so it's just change change of scenery it's quite nice to go and relax in a different room Um, so obviously like I say before it is a long day um so it's nice to break it up by kind of getting getting out and about and stretching your legs a little yeah, bit and yeah. yeah after you've been sat down for because wedding breakfast for a three course we would generally say about roughly two hours um but depends on obviously the number of guests and things like that um so yeah after after tea and coffee um we then turn the room around get we, if there's a long top table we usually get rid of that bring in some more rounds mm-hmm. um 
or just shuffle the tables about, get your dance floor down, any evening entertainment. So whether it's live bands are really, really popular as well. Um, I'm finding more so than DJs, but a mix of both. Some people, some bands actually provide a DJ facility as well. So that's fab having yeah, I mean, uh, two in one. It just depends what you want, doesn't it? Like you say, there's yeah. both pros and cons. Yeah, I, I mean, I for taking pictures, I love a live band, especially, like I say, there's some amazing ones. and. Some that all that kind of do get everyone kind of up and yeah. like you know people dancing and so I've had I've had seen some amazing ones recently and uh, but yeah like I say D, you know DJ obviously can be good as well and there's obviously a lot of factors there I suppose but um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just whatever's right for you, um, and also budget as well because bands can be quite expensive. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they'll be setting up in that time when you'll be kind of having that second time, and I think as a photographer as well, you probably appreciate that little extra bit of time when there's a bit of downtime between the wedding breakfast and the evening do, so you can get if you haven't got as many pictures of the couple as you'd like to. Or if there's the lights changing, I know there's certain times of year when the light at yeah, that the time. Yeah, the light can beautiful. like say yeah, depending on the time. Obviously, they get married depending on all the times of the day. But yeah, that period can sometimes be amazing. Like we've, you know, I've had couples out in between main and dessert. If there's time, you know, depending on how quick. I think even that <laughs> depending on exactly when the day falls, it's not always great for the light for. Uh, you know, everyone obviously we're, we're quick anyway, but yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you know, it's not always good for the yeah, venues, you, but usually the tap table serve first. And I, you know, I like say if, if there's like if there is a sunset or something, it's just it's hitting perfect. And I'm like, we, we don't want to miss it. But yeah, that gap can be the perfect time just to like yeah, even just to say, look, we'll just get another ten minutes of pictures yeah. with you, and that, that usually works well. But yeah, so um, we usually take probably about an hour to turn the room around. Mm-hmm. Um, the bar's still open, lounge is still open, um, guests are just still really enjoying themselves, and then. Um, we usually say evening guests. I mean, generally it'd be about seven o'clock, seven thirty, um, and then we'd be looking to cut the cake probably about eight o'clock. Um, cut the cake and then straight into the first dance. We've also been putting the cake on the on the dance floor as well, which has worked quite well because it meant means that the bride and groom couple don't yeah. have like an awkward little walk up the room then mm-hmm. towards the dance floor. Um, get all the guests right up on the dance floor, and then halfway through the first dance, it's quite nice for them to invite the guests on as well. Yeah. Um, so then we just leave them to it and then we usually bring out we've got so many different choices of evening food as well which is fab and then that, that's usually brought out generally about nine o'clock half mm-hmm. eight nine o'clock um obviously depends on what time your wedding breakfast is finished and try and factor in a little bit of extra time so that you're not eating straight up too soon afterwards yeah you just had a three course um, meal and it's yeah. like okay it's some uh onto some the barbecue reception yeah, you're like, oh, okay. yeah so there's food. there's also it's like hog roast is a really popular option yeah i was gonna say that seems to be like more popular now yeah. so than ever and like it's I heard it's it's nice isn't it everyone loves it it's quite like, yeah it's easy going it's like yeah and it's we've also got an option called the bowl food which um kind of gets served like canapes but it's it's a big tray and there's um kind of like mug shape like mug sized yeah. uh, like coffee cup sized okay. bowls of you can get things like chili con carne curry mini fish and chips cool. things like that um it gets served around the room and even like if there's still some guests downstairs they'll get taken downstairs and guests can kind of pick at them so it's yeah. quite a nice informal relaxed way of doing it so that you don't have to all queue up like well we don't ever let anybody queue at a buffet there's always like we always yeah, do it in groups but there's not a, like there, a massive yeah. rush at a buffet to then all go sit down again it's it's a nice um just a bit more relaxed way of doing it and yeah, it means that wherever they are if they're sat in a lounge or if they're sat at the table they still get fed um, and then, yeah, so once that evening food's done, it's just a case of the, whatever evening entertainment there is or um, music, just all the way on through the night. So midweek, Monday to Thursday, our licence runs till 11. Um, and weekends, so Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it's till midnight. Okay. So all the way through till midnight. And then carriages generally about half past. Yeah. 
Cool. Very yeah. good. So yeah, I can't, uh, you've touched on it. Like I say one of the only things I always find like with the couples or certainly with the brides that kind of, you know, they're getting ready and then they're like, okay, what, what do I do now? And so you said about that, do you, do, do you normally bring the registrars into the yeah. like, into the room they're yeah, getting ready so at? Yeah, so that's like, that's my job on the day. So okay, like cool. being there for the bride and groom. Yeah. Which, and I love doing that. Um, so we've got a couple of managers present on the day of a wedding. So there's myself and I, my job's there to be there for the bride and groom to make sure that how all the meetings that we've had, all the conversations, all the emails are all amalgamated onto one that we call it a schedule function sheet that we yeah, work from sure. on the day very like quite loosely but um we're not stood reading off a bit of paper all day but i've yeah, generally yeah, got it all in my head yeah. um and we've also got um a conference and banqueting manager that runs the actual service and the staff that's julie um cool. so we work together but i'm liaising between the couple and the registrar and to make sure that everybody knows where they need to be and when and um they're not kind of wandering around and thinking where am I meant to be now or do I need to be here or how, whatever like that so I, I take the registrar to the couples yeah, and yeah, yeah, make sure that the bride's going into the right room at the right time <laughs> and she's not no guests are seating her before she's yeah. um, she's down the aisle gets in the ceremony room like oh there's Ooh, no registrars wrong here. entrance they? in a different room like <laughs> yeah. oh, well, come back in yeah that's cool yeah because that obviously that's yeah I always sort of you know I'll be usually in there with obviously the bride getting ready and I'm like well someone will I'm sure someone will let you know or whatever so that's good some obviously you know venues are better than others at those kind of things so that's, that's good um yeah cool so did you say so on the evenings you said up to 120 for the day in this sort of big room really do you have, is there an evening like um yeah you know? so the, the, we generally say 120 is the maximum all the way through okay cool yeah um yeah we yeah we can't really take more than that. It's just the size of the room. We are, yeah, of course. yeah. It's not, it's not the biggest function room, um, but yeah, we, we generally. Yeah, get... I mean, 120 is quite is quite a few to be fair. Yeah, in the but yeah, that's okay. Cool, that's good. Um, fine. Yeah. So, hopefully, like, obviously, there's some interesting information in there. Hopefully, like, that makes sense because, like I say, most timetable wise, a lot, you know, it's all, it's a lot of the days are very similar, I guess, regards of kind of where you get married. But it's good that. You kind of keep on top of that, yeah. so it doesn't like get too uh, too out of control no. on timing, slipping too much. No, we're quite, um, yeah, no, we're quite good on our timings. We don't. Yeah, that's cool. So what we're going to do is we move on. We've got a quick game, and uh, how well this will work, I don't know. Uh, I've came up with it, so it's uh, questionable. But I'm going to do three. So we've got three wedding traditions, and what I've tried to do is find some from like around the world that are like slightly odd some are obviously older traditional that i don't know if they actually happen these days really that kind of thing one of them i've just made up <laughs> and then two are real so i'll read them all out all okay. three and then just try and guess which one's fake okay um feel free to ask questions on them but bar what i've written down i don't know how much i'll remember so uh <laughs> so if i don't know then uh doesn't mean it's fake i just don't remember it so first one so a, tri um, a tribe in borneo um, don't allow their newlyweds to leave their homes during the wedding day, um, not even to go to the bathroom. Apparently, it brings good luck. So okay. I was thinking, painful. Yeah, during their homes, they don't have a toilet in their homes. So I'm guessing that the, this is a tribe that doesn't have, you know, a toilet in their homes. So have to stay mm. in there all day. Um, Hygienic. Yeah. Um, so next one, newlyweds in Ireland have to roll a wheel of cheese down the Divis. I don't know if that's how I say it. Divis Mountain. Said to um, said the cheese must make it to the bottom, obviously roll all the way down, and that brings good luck to the marriage. Can I, is, is the bride in a wedding dress? 
Oh, she's more sh- rolling sh- cheese down the hill. So, yeah, she's like on the wedding day, so I guess whatever they're dressed in. And the hill's quite big as well, so I don't know exactly, but they're saying that they uh, they don't use like cheese now. There's, there's more of a, like there's a wheel that's the same size and stuff as cheese, and there's okay. cheese that rather than actual cheese. But And then Detailed. in Armenia, single men and women eat a slice of high-sodium bread made by a happily mar- married middle-aged woman or their grandma. Oh. Apparently, so I don't know how uh, who tests if they're happily married or quite how that works, but and apparently then after they eat this, they'll dream about who their future partner's going to be, and that helps them find them. Oh, apparently. so yeah. Mm. Again, I don't know. Um, you know, these are Google, yeah. so how uh, how if they still happen now, I don't know. Um, I'm yeah, feeling like cool. the least believable is the first one, not being allowed to go to the, leave the house. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't know how like how it'd work if like because you really need a toilet. Like, well, I'm not obviously not gonna you know not go <laughs> to the toilet. New, your, day, yeah, your then. new husband or wife. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm not really sure, but so are we going? Are we that's yeah, hundred percent. That's okay. my final answer. Well, you're wrong. Oh. Uh, the cheese one's fake. Oh, I don't know up. why I believe. <laughs> well, I did <laughs> Google a mountain in Ireland to make sure I had a name of an actual mountain. <laughs> So I just thought it was quite detailed because he went on about a, not a wheel of cheese anymore, but something yeah. that was like. I was trying to think if it was going to be weird, but like, I don't know whether you, you know, maybe that a little extra detail throw you off. But yeah, all like weird again. I don't know, like, say if it actually happened now, but uh, but yeah, good. Um, so now we'd usually ask like Q and A. So I was like, say I asked for questions in. So on previous shows, uh, people email in questions okay. on the podcast email or just drop me a line on like Facebook or whatever. Um, some of them we've kind of already touched on, so um, how far in advance should you book your venue? So I guess for like, I mean, I've got like, I think two, maybe three summer 2019 weddings booked yeah. recently. So obviously that's like, what, two years in advance, but I'm mostly free still 2019. Yeah. So I'm kind of thinking around that, you know, usually a year, year and a half for me. And what, how are you guys kind of... Um, I mean, generally, like we were saying before, if it's um, like a peak season, like... August wedding we would generally say kind of get in touch as soon as possible um yeah, even for 2019 yeah. 2020 um it's yeah. really not too early looking, yeah. we've got about um five weddings I think booked in for 2019 already yeah, um, and starting. about four or five booked in for 2020 um so it's just getting in touch as soon as possible if you know you want a peak season date if it's um if it's any other day, I mean, we've got things like the winter wedding offer and, um, yeah, just smaller wedding offers and things like that. And because we are a newer venue, we've also got quite a lot of dates still available for, like, next year all the way through the year. Um, so, I mean, we've, we work from anything, from a couple, couple, some couples booking a couple of months in advance, yeah. some all the way up to, like, two years. So it's just whatever's right for the timescale of the budget that you're working to and when you want to get married and... Um, yeah, just when you're thinking of really, we can, we can work. We yeah. can work with any kind of so timescale. Best... We generally, usually, can accommodate nearly all dates that the brides and grooms are looking yeah. for. So that's cool. So yeah, I guess the best advice is just like, as soon as you once you are engaged, once you have yeah. at least a rough idea of a date, yeah, time you get in touch and try and do that. Yeah, yeah. and then just kind of go from there. I suppose people want like need a date anyway to send out save dates and all the rest of it and start actually booking stuff. So yeah. it's probably best to get that booked in. That's cool. Um, Someone actually asked, like, is it odd to have a three-course meal now? No, that's, like, the normal is sort of the wedding breakfast. And, like, I know I've done a lot of weddings recently. People, especially if you're getting late, uh, married later on, 
have kind of obviously not had like three and like say just kind of gone straight into an evening kind of meal or have yeah. a meal a bit earlier but you know all the guests are there just have the one meal or have different you know different options for that do you still find like three course the most yeah. common yeah i mean we get um but i think between the three course meal and afternoon tea um we get asked they're both really popular three course meal though um it's still really, really popular. It's, yeah, it, I think it seems to be the most common. I guess. Yeah, and it doesn't have it doesn't have to be old fashioned. Um, we've got a really stunning menu. Um, got some really nice dishes on there, so it doesn't have to be your traditional roast dinner. It can be something a bit different. So yeah, that's cool. And then the last one, I think we, obviously we've already kind of mentioned it, but will my coordinate be there on the day? And I think um, I've spoken to someone about this before, and you know, obviously some people getting external coordinators and they've got most venues obviously like you know yourselves are there some some couples have said oh well we'll meet you know like say we have meetings of people before the wedding but then on the day they're not there and will my details be passed on to whoever's yeah. running it on the day and, oh, and that i kind think of it's thing. a big so, it's a big thing for people yeah. um it's causes stress can't it, i suppose yeah like, absolutely you know, because sure what's going on. You, you want to make sure that you've been planning for how however long and you've been speaking to somebody you want to make sure that all of the if they're not going to be there all of the details are passed on and um, that's why we use our function sheets to collect every bit of information that we can and that that document is shared with the, the couple all the way through the planning process mm-hmm. but generally it is really important to us that we do try our best to make sure that the person that that couple meet when they first walk through the door for their first appointment is that person that's going to be standing with them there on the wedding day yeah, and that you build cool. a really strong relationship um you, you i mean I, I personally i feel like i'm really good friends with some of them by the end of the yeah. end of the day they get married and you do nice, feel yeah. a really strong relationship with them because you've spent such a long time with them and you you've, you email all like regularly and you're in touch so you do build up a, a strong relationship with with people so yeah yeah that's a good point as well so like saying before, do, you know, do couples need to get in touch at a certain time or how do you kind of roll, roll with that? Um, we're, as a venue, we're always um, in quite close contact with the couples. Yeah. They've got a, there's always a lot going on. They're so busy, they're at work, they're trying to plan a wedding, there's, it, there might be kids, yeah, it's, full on, it's yeah. chaos. So we get in touch with our couples when we need information from them or when we need to meet them or when they need to do something or when we need payment and things like that so we always make sure that it's us contacting them for when we need information or for the the, the different parts in the planning process so that they don't have to try and keep track of what what's coming up and when because there's so much to do yeah that's cool i do the same thing really but yeah it's like i'll set as soon as i kind of once it's booked i'll send that contract i'll have everything signed back in i'll schedule then like notifications basically yeah. to tell me when to send things out but because yeah i mean like say people book for like 2019 now so it's two years ahead once you've done all the initial details with them it's kind of like okay yeah, we're in touch plenty but sometimes it can be else it's certainly for me it's like months before i speak yeah. to them or yeah, maybe even like the next year and i usually send some out in the new year to say you know happy new year and, and you yeah, know ask them any nice. questions i always kind of try and say oh i'm around if you you know if you've got anything yeah. but like but yeah, sometimes you're so long without speaking to them. I think absolutely. Couples are saying, "Oh, is everything all right still?" And, yeah. But yeah, it's just kind of so that's good that. Yeah, we, we're trying to um, we try and keep in touch. Um, obviously, because if a couple does book for say like two years in advance, there isn't ma- like they yeah, don't need to time, they don't yeah. need to be coming in all the time. Um, they can just be happy knowing that it's booked. But we do if we've got a showcase on, we we email them directly and invite them and yeah, get them along because there might be other things that they still need to book photographers or other suppliers. So that's that's the best way to keep, yeah. just keep in touch and keep them coming into the hall and popping in that's cool good so yeah before i think we've covered absolute loads there like hopefully 
certainly if you think of getting married, like, you know, in Millsburg and Ackham Hall, there's plenty of information there. It also fits across other venues, I guess, as well, and just ideas for the day, so hopefully that helps. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you wanted to touch on before we wrap up? I don't think so, anything just that else? I think it's a really exciting... Um, it's like a big project, so I think. It's a really exciting, like, big event to work towards, and, yeah, we, we absolutely love them. Um, we really, really just thoroughly enjoy having the weddings here, and we've got a really good team that it's really... It, it means a lot to us. Every single wedding, we fully appreciate it's the biggest day of someone's life, and we take a lot of pride and care in that, so we just like to try and make sure that people have a fantastic day and enjoy it as well and just yeah, after all the biggest the thing, isn't it? strenuous yeah. long arduous and like just so much work goes into it so we're just there to make sure that everybody just has the best day and has lots of fun for you to photograph <laughs> yeah good yeah absolutely yeah i mean it's, it's just yeah it's, it's strange really like say it's yeah such a big thing and so much planning like say yeah. it's obviously so exciting for everyone and like you know, obviously around it all the time, so and it is nice. Like I love when so much just think that, like say everyone's just happy and everyone's looking, the, you know, looking great and everyone's yeah. having a good time. And so, the biggest a... thing really is just have fun, isn't it? Because I know, like say, so it can be. I imagine it's super stressful for couples, and like say, there's so much me all building up to this one day. You just don't want anything to go wrong, and Definitely. obviously you can't do anything about things like weather, and you just, you know, there's no. so much you can't do. And there's just no point stressing. I think you just once you're here, just it's like the days and... here, yeah, just let all the other, you know, all the all the other. Um, suppliers you know do what they do and then you can just relax enjoy your day but yeah that's cool there's a, yeah there's a lot of pressure there's a lot of pressure around it um so i think it's just trying just to keep to what you originally i think the, for me one of the biggest things is just keep to your original core of what you were looking for and just keep thinking about why you're doing it just keep thinking that just the the essence of why, why it is you're getting married um because that's that's the core of the day really yeah yeah cool well yeah th- thanks so much for coming on like, i know it's uh hopefully it's it's been all right it's been fun. And, uh, thank yeah, you for having me that's all right so where can people kind of find out more about Ackham hall and where's the best place so our website is um uk. um we're really active on social media um and we do all our kind of announcements via our website and all our social media accounts as well so but if you want to get in touch with us, um, our email is info at Um So, yeah, if you've got any questions directly or if you'd like to pop in for a show round, if you're getting married or anything like that, just, yeah, pop us a message and, um, yeah, get in touch. Cool. Perfect. Um, yeah, so our ne- next episode will be, uh, we're talking about sort of music during the day. We've touched on it in this episode quite a lot, you know, how important it can be and, how much it can sort of change a day even and something for interest. So we're going to be looking at um, music during the day, really. So during the ceremony, what options do you have from playing music to, you know, like say getting even a band in or, you know, um, just someone in to kind of sing for you during the ceremony and entertaining guests before the kind of evening um, entertainment starts. Um, So we've got Alexandra the violinist on, so that'd be great. So look forward to that. And if you want to find out more about the podcast, Again, just have a look over at evolutionimages.co.uk on the podcast tab. All the information's on there. You can also find out all my work and all my kind of details are on there as well. Again, all social media um, links are on my website. So you can get on there. If you do have any questions or any topics you want us to sort of talk about, um, let us know at podcast at evolutionimages.co.uk. Just drop me an email there. If you've got anything for the venue, then um, drop me an email on there or get in touch again just with Vacuum Hall, but I'll pass any questions on anyway. Um, and yeah, 
that you find us again, like say on iTunes, SoundCloud, anywhere you get your podcast from, find us on there, Evolution of Weddings. And yeah, subscribe, feel free to share, and hopefully you've found that interesting. Um, I haven't got any clever like sign off or any music yet. It's on my to do list, I think. You know, I listen to podcasts, I think, oh, that, that sounds great in the end. And then I'm <laughs> Have just a like, oh, the end and done. Yeah, so I'll work on that, I promise the future. But for now, thanks for listening and thanks for yeah. coming on. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks. Bye.